Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I am in Mount Airy, Maryland at Liquidity Aleworks. All right, so the woman who transcribes these episodes for me for the newspaper hates when I have, in her words, a bunch of dudes on, uh, and she can't tell the voices apart. Hi, Lauren, um, and thank you for your work. So I'm going to have each of you introduce yourselves, and hopefully your voices are distinct enough <laughs> that she could tell them apart. So we will go clockwise. So we'll start with Eric. Uh my name's Eric. I'm the head brewer here at Liquidity. I'm Ray. I'm one of the owners here at Liquidity. I'm Billy, and I'm also one of the owners here at Liquidity. You guys almost sound identical over headphones. She's gonna be. She's gonna be so happy. <laughs> so, I think Billy sounds really distinctive. Yeah, he is definitely. But you two <laughs> definitely sound very similar. Um, so maybe uh, we'll talk, we'll just start talking to pitch. Billy first, and maybe you will. <laughs> we'll get this done far enough where she'll be Eric doing an English accent the entire time. Fake an English accent. All right. Well, though we do want to get each one of your backgrounds, so we'll do that way, and that maybe that'll cover up the cover enough of what needs to be transcribed. So, who wants to go first of uh, giving me a little background of what you did before liquidity and how you got into craft beer? Don't everyone I raise? Can, I can there, start. Eric goes um, first. So, uh, kind of, I've been in beer for about nine, ten years. Um, kind of started off at Downtown Crown Wine and Beer. Um, when that place just opened up. I was there for three years, roughly. Um, kind of loved everything there. Was able to try a bunch of craft beers kind of at that time in beer. I think the, one of the biggest sellers was Flying Dog's Old Bay beer that oh, just okay. came out and Flying Dog, the Blood Orange IPA. Um, we had sold a ton of that um, throughout the summer. Um, that... When that Bloodline first came out, I Bloodline. loved that beer so much. Yeah, no, everybody did, and then they put it on nitro and everything, and yeah. it was all the all the. Oh, rage. I forgot about it on. Oh, it was yep. so good on nitro. Yep, yep. No, it was the creamiest thing ever. Um, but so I was there for a while, and then kind of through that time, I loved everything about beer. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, whether it was going to be like the sales side of it or kind of back a house. From what you see kind of in a beer store, the sales side looks funner because you're kind of out and about more. You kind of get to choose your hours a little bit more. Um, but I think I just loved everything about being in a brewery, touching the equipment, making it, even if you don't get like the FaceTime and all that, it's still fun to be a part of making a product that the world is going to, or at least your state is going to enjoy. Yeah. Um, so that kind of was the driving factor for me wanting to get into the back of house um, at the time I was looking, uh, Jason Gotcher, uh, gave me a call and kind of just asked if I wanted to be the delivery driver at Manor Hill. Um, I absolutely jumped on that opportunity. Uh, so I left downtown crown, went to Manor Hill, um, bugged them a ton while I was there, uh, cause it was just delivery driving. And to be honest, that 
tore my back apart. Um, so I was like, I want to do something a little bit more relaxing. Delivering kegs of beer is one of the most miserable jobs I can think of. Yep, <laughs> especially at the volume that they do. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's a fun experience. You get to meet a lot of like your customers too. Uh, go in a lot of stores, like really talk to them about the beer if they have questions. So that was kind of, that was a really good learning experience for me. What um, what time frame was this? This was oh man. Years go by. I was started. Let me see. If we go by age. So when I was 21. To be fair, he's a baby. Yeah, I am a baby. <laughs> uh, so I want to say 2014, I started at Downtown Crown. So three years, 17, six, summer of middle of 16 into 17, I think is when I went over to Manor Hill. That okay. time could be off a little bit. Close, um, close enough. I just yeah. I wasn't sure like what. Kind of almost like in the generations of craft beer where it fell in. Because like 2014 was very different than so in the how, generations how of, it looks now. Yeah, so in the generations of craft beer, which kind of know quite a bit of, uh, this was at the time when uh, Ben was leaving Manor Hill. Okay. Um, I kind of started that following week. Um, so that happened. Like I was there, um, bugged them through the entire experience, was like a taproom manager for a little bit, also helped part-time um, in the brewery itself, bugged Kurt Kroll um, to teach me how to brew, kind of started me on the pilot system and everything. I think we did two pilots together until we started actually brewing. Um, so it was a quick quick turnaround yeah. from a pilot system to a, uh, a larger scale system. Um, then from there, did shift brewing for two years after that. Um, when that it was an awesome time there, to be fair. I actually never wanted to leave. Um, my buddy, Chris Broom, had left there to go be the head brewer at Silver Branch. Um, and at the time, Silver Branch was growing. The pandemic was just start, like had just started. Um, this was a couple months before that I was making that transition. Um, and so he called me up to just kind of be the lead brewer over there. Um, hopped on that opportunity, because then it was stepping up from a shift brewer to a lead brewer. Yeah. Um, so went over there. Brewed with him and Christian for two years straight. Um, awesome experience. And I don't know if anybody knows Christian's background, but it's a lot of old world Belgian kind of beers. Um, so I got like a really good Saison, Belgian background, really good lagers. Oh, I left um, Belgian beers out of what I hate also. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But everything they, everything that Silver Branch makes that's not Belgian beer is phenomenal. Yeah. They, yep. They, no, they make great beer they very much care about the craft over there um so i was there and then kind of after that um wanted to grow even more uh the next step because once you get to a certain point in brewing you kind of cap out i think at like that head brewer yeah. um stance so that was kind of the next level up for me um and i found these guys and i kind of moved over here like just um, walking down the road or no so uh actually on a uh <laughs> it was weird so i saw a uh, post from them um that they were hiring taproom people um i don't know why i thought it was a good idea but i kind of just dm them and was like hey are you hiring a brewer i know this is not at all what you posted yeah. about well, it turns out it was a good idea though. <laughs> well, exactly not around on the street corner you know head brewer <laughs> wanted so <laughs> um so yeah i dm them like eight o'clock at night, and I think Billy and I were on the phone 10 p.m. later that day for a 45 minute conversation. Um, next couple days, I mean, ever since that conversation, we kind of clicked. And then the next couple days, I met Ray. And ever since then, when the project started in April, I was here. So 
so in in the the early time frame or even I mean uh, you probably don't do it now. Uh, were you ever into home brewing? Did you get your start doing that? I did or not. You no, I took a different path. Nice. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it's a unique path, but I think, you know, never be afraid. You don't necessarily have to start off home brewing to get into it. Um, I, I actually a, think there have been, I feel like I've had quite a few guests on that kind of started your way, yeah. where they, they started uh, working front of house at a brewery nagged the brewer yep, <laughs> they yep. taught them how to brew and then got, made Kinda it into on. into brewing yeah yeah no it's a it was a fun it's been a fun nine ten years um i've enjoyed every bit of it i absolutely love these guys and i'm extremely excited uh for the years to come here so it's a little kissing up i think <laughs> <laughs> hey i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> well if uh you had anything to do with this beer it's absolutely delicious so actually something just so people understand like how we kind of do our beers around here um ray and billy having a homebrew background and me kind of having more of a production background um all three of those things have worked out really well from a creating new and unique craft beers but also bringing in the production quality of the beer um so we all talk about all the beers we're making and we all have a opinion in the beers that are coming out so it's very much a company collaborative effort to come up with these that, that experience at two i mean would you say like mid-sized production breweries yeah. i mean it, 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 they're pretty big on the production side yeah has got to have helped help launch this a lot because if you a lot of breweries will launch with like maybe was a brewer at some tiny brewery or they started out at home brewing and don't have that background in all of the uh, standard operating processes on how to brew really good beer consistently and cleanly on a production size level. Yeah. Eric really let us hit the ground running. Uh, We were ready to go when the equipment was installed. Yep. All right. Who wants to go next? Next. Yeah, I can go. Um, so, so this is Lauren. This is Ray. That it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've always been a craft beer fan. Um, I came out of college with an engineering degree in the early two thousands. Um, jumped straight into a job with an engineering firm. Just a, I'd say a mid sized engineering firm. What's the, on the what East type Coast. of engineering? Uh, we are architectural engineering. Okay. Um, That'll be replaced by AI soon, probably. <laughs> yeah, so it's I a don't good know. transition. Um, they're doing more offshoring <laughs> right now, but uh, yeah. Um, so got into that, um, did that for about eighteen years. I'm actually still doing that a little bit part time right now. Um, worked my way up through the company. Eventually became an owner, and. Um, at a point about three or almost four years ago now, uh, the company decided to sell to a large multinational. Um, so when that happened, I didn't really want to be part of that corporate world. Um, that was never what my plan was. So I decided I was going to do something different. Um, and I went out and couldn't think of a better opportunity or thing to do than brew craft beer. It sounded like a great job, a uh, heck of a lot of fun. So um, 
you hadn't talked to a, too many brewery owners at that point, had you? Uh, I hadn't, <laughs> but uh, you know, I didn't. I knew I had to do my homework and yeah. get an education and um, just educate myself as much as I ca- could it, going into it. It's just I always find it so funny, like how much brewery owners both absolutely love and absolutely hate owning a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm still loving it now, so I'm hoping that it doesn't wear off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I went out and, you know, I bought a pilot system. I knew I had to start doing some stuff at home, getting some recipes together. Um, is that a, when you first started home brewing, or what were you yeah, doing? I hadn't done it before. Uh, we just started off kits from uh, more beer and other people. Mr. Beer? Did you ever start with a Mr. Beer kit? No. So uh, so many breweries have started with like the owner or the <laughs> brewer. That kick. was me. Okay. See, yep. there is another one. I'm going to start. I need to go through and listen to every episode and keep track of how many. Because I want to know like what is the percentage of breweries <laughs> in, in America that owe the, their start to Mr. Beer? Yeah. No, Mr. Beer, you know, I'd considering i was looking at a crew change i was like all right we're gonna dive in and do this right <laughs> yeah. so i went out and bought like a nice pilot system from ss Brewtech. um so that was the first thing i started on i wanted something that was as close to the real process as yeah. i could get with the nose i mean some places use that yeah. like some tiny yeah places i mean we, we still the- brew on the pilot i got stuff going right now how was the first batch you brewed uh, it was terrible. Okay, good. it was it was bitter you. as all hell. I don't I mean, have to call that, you a liar. That beer was completely <laughs> undrinkable. Like I'm not sure exactly what happened to that thing, but it it just went down the tubes because that was not a good one. We tried. We we suffered through like a couple pints, and we were like, yeah, I don't think it's worth it. Let's just try it <laughs> again. Start over. We um, didn't invest that much money in this. No, Let's no, you know, a little bit of extract, <laughs> some hobs, like yeah, whatever. This is crap. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dump it. Um, but our second batch turned out good. So, you know, we were, we were a bit more enthused after that. Um, I went out and cause I always knew, you know, I didn't have a brewing background. Uh, so I wasn't going to be probably the head brewer. Like that wasn't going to be my thing. Yeah, so some guy was going to slip into your DMs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, that's what we were hoping for. <laughs> um, so I went out and like, uh, tried to get as formal of an education as I could. So I did an online program through university of Vermont. And their uh, brewing certificate program. Uh, I have I've had them on as a guest. No, nice. Yeah, that that was an awesome program. Um, took some classes in marketing and accounting, and just general brewery operations and things yeah. like that. So, um, the, yeah, the program sounds awesome. Yeah, no, they were great. They were intense but quick. Um, you know, three, four classes you can get a certificate, and you know, I thought that would just help me understand like how this is going to work give me some contacts in the industry yeah um so that was great uh i'm more than happy that i did that uh so that gave me kind of a a base and then i knew you know not just looking at books and stuff like that or taking classes i had to get out there and start talking to people so um started talking to as many brewers as we could um just asking them you know what works what doesn't what's your headache um, Billy and I basically tried to tour every brewery in Maryland. I don't think we hit them all, but we got a lot of them. Um, made a lot of good contacts through doing that. Um, you know, everybody says the brewing community is like so welcoming and great. And 
they truly are. I mean, we've had so much help from so many different people. It's been really incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, so getting that experience. So I, I, you know, I tried to do as much as I could before we really headed into the operational side of this thing. Um, just to educate myself, but even with what I did, there's still so much more I didn't know until we started. Um, oh, so you probably it, got away at least two more years of learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're still figuring <laughs> there will, stuff there will out. There will be new things cropping up all the time. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of surprises. Oh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so that's kind of where I came from. All right, Billy, you get to go last. Oh, pleasure. Um, resident homebrewer. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my education was in music. I studied at, uh, McDaniel college and, um, I was a professional musician when I came out of there and that was pretty, um, uh, you know, not lucrative. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I eventually, uh, started working in electronics and that was, it was fine. Um, but my wife's like, uh, you need a, a real hobby. Now that you're not doing music anymore, you need a real hobby. And she bought me a Mr. Beer kit. So that was uh, code for your driving me crazy. I think that's what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was like 2007 or 2008, somewhere in there. Good old Mr. Beer. I feel like I've never brewed a Mr. Beer kit. I feel like I need to go get one just to. Is that the one you do in the five it? gallon bucket? It's all plastic. Oh, it's not a five Every, gallon bucket. Yeah, they have like all. this plastic keg looking yeah. thing. Oh. It was cool. Fancy. There's like a couple packets of stuff that you just dump into it. And I, I had it on the, on the stove and, you know, getting it up to boil. And I look at my wife and it smells so good. And I'm like, oh man, I need, uh, I need to open a brewery. And it was my first <laughs> Mr. Beer kit. And she's like, you're crazy. <laughs> now who's now laughing? Who's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, I, I <laughs> started did to not know what she was getting into. <laughs> no idea. I blame this all on her. <laughs> well, that that is another aspect of the trend too. It's always a wife or a girlfriend that bought the kit for the the person who goes on to open a brewery, and they always regret it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might be regretting it now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um. So how how did that first batch turn out? Uh, at the time, I thought it was awesome, but knowing what I know now, I, I guarantee you it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it, it progressed quickly from there. I went to uh, Extract Brewing and... Because um, yeah, Mr. Beer isn't even like Extract. Yeah, no. It's kind of like making uh, uh, tea. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then we, so we went from there to, I did some all grain brewing and I took, um, I actually went up to Flying Barrel in Frederick and um, took a class with them on uh, all grain brewing. So that was, that was the first time I ever brewed. Was, oh yeah. I went with a group of guys that would, I don't know how often they went, but they went fairly regularly and it, from the Rotary Club in Frederick and they would all have like a brew night, just drink beers and brew on the systems there. And that was the first time I home brewed. And then after that, it was always either there or a friend's house that had like a home built version of what you had, Ray. Um, so I've, I've, I've never brewed anything horrendous because I always had people who knew what they were doing helping. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely had a couple that were just god awful, uh, but not, 
not too many. Uh, and then in the last couple of years, uh, you know, I tried to open a brewery out in, in Frederick in, uh, uh, in Middletown and, uh, on my family's farm. And it ended up one of the people from the family didn't really want to do that. And I didn't want to ever make that a thing between us. Yeah. So, um, you know, I kind of let that, that dream die at that point. And I guess, uh, was it 2021? Uh, Ray and I were actually out at Mad Science Brewing in um, Buckystown. And we started talking about what would become liquidity. So how did you two meet? Was uh, His wife uh, and I went to college together. Okay. And so we've been friends. Another for, wife connection. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we've been we've known each other since '99. Okay. Yep. And then you know Eric from sliding into your DMs. The DM. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah. going right. back to a point that Eric made, and I want to make sure that this gets on record. <laughs> Eric's like something about uh, at least in Maryland, we are aiming for total world domination. Eric. <laughs> yes. Total world domination. <laughs> also, the pictures that he included in that DM were unnecessary, but we'll <laughs> <laughs> but that's what piqued your interest. <laughs> Okay, so I think um, Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Now we can talk about, uh, I guess we already kind of started got the story of how the brewery came to be um so let's go where did the name come from uh uh, we decided that we were going to do when we were coming here to the bank that it needed to be you know financial themed and ray and i you know what's really pathetic on my part it was only like maybe a half an hour ago that it clicked in my brain that liquidity (laughs) was like a dual meaning (laughs) it really is it is yeah so let's let you finish (laughs) finish that because i i was i was sitting here and it popped in my head i'm like man i'm stupid why how did i just now (laughs) because i've always known it was in a bank (laughs) (laughs) you know uh ray and i had talked about it um we had a, a couple other names chosen and um what were the ones that lost mosaic brew company was our our first choice and um you landed on a better one well we were concerned that there would be trademark issues. issues yeah 
who has Yakima? Oh yeah, the, the yeah. Oh, they definitely would have sent us these. Yeah, this. we would have had to work something out yeah. with them, and then, yeah, that didn't sound like a fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, tiny little brewery in Maryland. What's up, <laughs> biggest hot producer ever? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we want to use this name. Yeah. What, what was the other one? Um, bankrupt Brewing. Uh, I like that, but it it almost seems like ominous foreshadowing, though. Too, yeah. too negative. Definitely yeah. too negative. We wanted to be like something positive. And in financial world, there weren't that many fi- positive <laughs> financial <laughs> terms. I think what sold it was uh, we were texting back and forth. And first of all, our wives hated the names. Uh, but we were texting back and forth, and I uh, put that tagline on it, the best assets are liquid. And we were kind of done then. I think it's perfect. I, I definitely like that the best of the. We also have been pouring yet. over names for the better part of two weeks at that point, and we were completely <laughs> exhausted. We were just like, we got to go with something. Liquidity it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. it took me, and it, granted, I'm stupid. It took me a while to get the dual meaning of it. But once you do, it's, I think it's a, it's a brilliant name. Yeah, I was actually surprised that nobody had taken it. it was that was my crazy. thought, too when I only thought it had to do with <laughs> liquid <laughs> and not, yeah. <laughs> Cause I, when, it, when you guys first opened it, my thought in my head was like, huh, I'm surprised that name wasn't already taken. Kind of the same as like juicy brew uh, oh, or yeah. brewing yeah. In, in Northern Virginia. Like how the hell was that not <laughs> taken already? Yeah. We looked at the vault too, but that one had been taken like six times. So <laughs> <laughs> like, no, All different variations. I'm going to do that. Um, so yeah, I guess we should explain that the um, the brewery is in an old bank. Uh, it's an amazing, and you, you may have actually mentioned that while I was mumbling about something. Uh, so it has the an awesome old vault in it. Uh, I love the, the 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 location's awesome. I love this, and you have parking, which I think is one of the number one assets of a brewery. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, how? How did you end up choosing this building? So um, I looked around for a long time. I drove through Mount Airy for years and passed this building and saw it empty and thought, man, it would be really cool to do something with that building. Um, actually, during a, after an indoor soccer game, probably like five years ago, I was talking to the soccer team about it. And some people on the soccer team were like, yeah, it'd be awesome to do something in there too. And I didn't know what the heck I was going to do with it at that point or if I was ever going to do just anything with it. it. Just like I thought it, it needed like it was such a cool building and it needed it needed some help. Um, I think the town needed it like just had to get somebody in there to fix it up. And I wanted to be that person. But at that point, I had no clue about how to do that and really wasn't angling for it. So um, when we started looking around for spots for the brewery like this is the place we wanted to be. Uh, this is kind of what I had envisioned and where I had envisioned us being. Um, so, you know, we tried working on some negotiations to get the building. The building was actually for sale at that point. Um, just couldn't work it out financially to buy it. So at that point, we started looking around. Billy and I went scouring the four counties for locations that seemed like a good fit for us. And um, while we were doing that, we were still talking to uh, the owners of the building we're in and 
through just those conversations, they decided that, you know, they leased it to us instead. And that was a, a financial model that worked for us. And, you know, once that happened and everything clicked, we signed that lease and we were off and running trying to scour the earth for money <laughs> to build it out because uh, the building needed a lot of work. It was in really bad shape. But, um, you know, yeah, almost, ra- almost raising the funds here, for a craft brewery has got to be a lot harder now than it was yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say the funding was too difficult to get. You know, we, we got a grant, um, and that was a big help from the state of Maryland. Um, M&T helped us out a lot, walked us through the process. Um, they were great. So um, really just paying for escalating construction costs and stuff like that, money that we didn't think we needed, that we ended yeah. up needing, and um, you know, going back and trying to find more money is always super fun. Um, but you know, it's almost done. <laughs> so we still got a few more windows to replace, uh, but we're getting there. And um, I think it's turned out great. So I'm really happy. Is this designated as historic or anything where you have that headache or? So it's not technically a historic building. It is part of historic Main Street, which is on the registry. Um, this is a contributing building to that historic registry, uh, but it doesn't come with the kind of restrictions that are yeah. truly designated. So you don't have to worry. Have. Like you can just go buy windows that make sense. Yeah. You don't have to yeah, buy did. historically accurate. And really, I mean, the windows that they put in are pretty much exactly what was here before, just yeah. nice and modern and have all the panes and aren't broken and painted. <laughs> <laughs> painted, yes. I'm on the board of MAMSA, which is a Main Street Association here in, okay. in Mount Airy. And um, I know, like, so there's a, a grant in the town. And actually, it wasn't us who applied for it. It was our landlord. Um, but he got a grant to help him with the windows. And I know, like, part of their requirement was that it had to, like, stay v- vaguely the same. It didn't have to be exact, but, like... Yeah. Well, they that's want to a, change the look of the building. That's a lot easier than having to do exact. Yeah, like oh, some yeah. like if you're in a historic like an act, historically protected area, it like I don't think you could even get dual pane glass. Like you have to replace it with exactly yeah. the way it was made. That's tough. That'd be real tough. I think everybody's on the same page though about the exterior. Like we wanted the exterior to basically stay the same. Yeah. Our landlord wanted to stay the same. The town wanted to stay the same. And it's stayed the same. I mean, the look of the building is is what it was. And I think that's perfect because that's what we wanted. Like, well, it's such like a cool it, building. Yeah, we didn't it, need to change anything. Yeah, we just needed it looked, to fix it, it up. It looked cool already. You just needed to give it a spit shine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying real hard to be a part of the history here, not yeah. erase history here. And it, this... That was deep, Billy. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Eric. <laughs> That's why we have uh, the. I'm gonna make deep a note thoughts of that by so I can. Billy, <laughs> um, like it, it's talked so often about like craft breweries or like the town pub. That's kind of what they that they have become, and this location, this building, seems to be like absolutely perfect to be Mount Airy's town pub. You have more than enough space. How, what what's your capacity here? Because it's here in. You, you have seating up on the me, mezzanine, yeah, yep. mezzanine area. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's just under 200. Yeah, so you can fit a ton of people in here. You have parking. Let me point that out again. Actual parking. 
and then we've got our patio outside and then come spring summer um looking to open up like the downstairs basement outdoor area too so we'll have that open during the summer so that'll add to capacity and everything um do you have food trucks or anything here are you allowed to yes we have food trucks um most most days sometimes it was hard especially at the beginning we didn't know when we were going to open so i wasn't able to like schedule anything out but now that we are open all the time uh, you know we just uh boxcar is going to start here on thursdays in january uh january 12th so i'm pretty excited one of my favorite food trucks um one of the local ones crying johnny's is here you know a couple times a week so it's working out great i buy my beer at district east in downtown frederick maryland they have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www districteastbeer.com. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes, Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. So, um, what size uh, brew house and tanks did you open up with? Uh, so we have a five barrel brew house. It's a um, combi system and alpha brew house. Um, so the hot liquor tank sits right on top of the mash tun. Um, we have two five barrel fermenters um, and then five ten barrel fermenters with a ten barrel bright. Um, and then upstairs in the tap room, we've got um three five barrel brights that we serve directly off of so instead of uh like a sample port that sample port is actually replaced with a real tap um so we just pull right off that tank um so that's a really cool experience um and i think it's very different i think the only one of the few places i know that does it is the uh, it starts with an h and it's kind of in um like glenn not glenn bernie maybe woodbine area I forget. Starts I know they just won. H. They won a couple farmhouse. Are you talking about Landmade? Landmade. That's that what it is. That doesn't start with that an H. That starts yeah. with an L. That does start with an L. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Too many breweries. <laughs> I can't remember all the starting names, but yes. It's not even um, an H in that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Stop it, guys. <laughs> Maybe there's uh, a silent H. Maybe it's somewhere. handmade. I think it's handmade. <laughs> handmade. That would make sense. It is beer. <laughs> uh, but I think that's one of the few breweries I've been to that serves directly off of a bright tank so uh, uh full tilt does also okay cool. back in their cooler oh they're, nice awesome they're all bright i think uh, dan will make they definitely fun of have serve tanks in their cooler yeah uh dan will definitely make fun of me if i'm wrong about that <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean you can see them it's not as bad as saying a brewery has an h in their name when it doesn't at all yeah i mean at least <laughs> it wasn't that embarrassing <laughs> uh when what was your official opening date November 10th. So you guys are just babies. Uh, extremely. <laughs> Very much so. How, how has it gone so far? It's been amazing. The uh, first couple weeks were just insane. Um, Appreciate everybody who like came and waited in line when 
even with what like seven people behind the bar we couldn't keep up yeah we were we were scrambling to just keep our heads above water there for a little while it's kind of surprising that a brewery hasn't opened up here yet and they're what who's your closest competition it would be red shedman yeah and it's still it's not close like they're yep shedman milk house fries and it also completely us. different experiences and yep. absolutely so it, yes. it's just crazy that this this downtown area of mount airy didn't have a brewery already there was one in the 90s apparently oh really yeah <laughs> um they've been gone a good while though yeah yep. firehouse is that what it was called it burned down <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> ironic yeah that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was Guess it was a poor choice of name. Okay, <laughs> talk about yeah, good thing you avoided bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I also liked morally bankrupt, but I was immediately shot down. <laughs> We're also in a fireproof building here, so because this one burned down twice. Oh, really? Yeah, over the in the early 1900s. So the town basically burned down twice, and this building went with it both times. Is that why it's all uh, yeah. stone, concrete, yeah. and metal? So when First National <laughs> Bank built it the third time, they used no wood, nothing to burn. <laughs> it's all terracotta and concrete and brick, <laughs> which has been awesome to rehab in, let me tell you. <laughs> very awesome. There was yeah, no those work are all, Those are all very easily... Um, fixed and worked with materials super yep yeah our <laughs> contractor aj deluca just he had a very fun time on this one but i mean it looks great now yep how how bad a shape was this building in when you took over it was in really bad shape so um farmers and merchants bought it from first national uh i think i've heard different dates but it's somewhere in the I think 90s or early 2000s. I think it was in the 90s. Um, and they only were here for a little while and then laid left and let it sit. Um, and then our landlord bought it, I think, in 2003. Um, so it sat for two decades at least uh, without any occupants. And during that time, the roof started leaking at some point and... There was no infrastructure in the building when we got here, so it was, you know, windows were out. It was it was in really bad shape. The outside had come in. Um, thank God there was no wood in here. Or yeah, it was just about <laughs> that, to say. It that is, all would have had to have been replaced. But it's a good thing it was all just <laughs> stone, brick, and yep, yeah, for, steel. Uh, or For the condition it was in, it had survived pretty well. But, um, you know, a building that was built in the 20s or 30s, it's got some age on it already. Yeah. Um, definitely see how things were handmade in here <laughs> from back <laughs> in the day. Uh, the walls aren't exactly straight. Um, yeah, lots close. of right angles, they're let close. me tell you. <laughs> but, you know, the foundation was in bad shape. There was a lot of structural work that we had to do um, just to get it safe and to reinforce things. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. She needed some help. Was this originally two separate buildings that they added mm -hmm. on to? Yep. Okay. Because you, uh, the one side is distinctly different than the other. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. The, the side we're in was the uh, 1900 side, like 20s or 30s. And then the other side, I think they did in the 60s or 70s. Okay. 
They yeah, fit, very though. very different it's architectural a, styles, but somehow it works. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so what? Um, are there certain styles of beer that you plan on focusing on, or all styles? Uh, yeah, so I didn't. <laughs> no, just... t- in all serious, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, we we very much want to have a well-rounded menu. Um, we don't want to be too heavy on one thing. Obviously, we all know IPAs sell the best. Um, so you got to have a couple IPAs on. We have a couple lagers on, but then, as I said, you know, we're going to have a Belgian beer. We have a spiced ale on. We're going to have a winter spice lager, a winter spiced ale. Um, Figgy Porter. Figgy Porter. Um, we're doing a vanilla ice cream stout to kind of do one of those hype boy dessert stouts. Um, we have a triple hazy IPA on. We've got a six and a half percent IPA coming out soon and a double IPA. So we we're trying to meet all of them. We have our seltzer on. Um, and then we also uh, get cider through Oliver's. Okay. Um, so that that's also a added thing onto our menu to kind of make something available for everybody. So it's something we definitely all look for and want to do. Are there any styles you hate and you have no plans on making? Uh, there's styles that I... No, I don't think there's any one style that I would say that we wouldn't make. Um, and kind of in the craft beer world and something cool, you know? So like, for example, the Double um, that's coming out in a week or two. Um, Billy and I and Ray, like when we all talked about it, it was kind of like, what, what about the style do we like? What about the style do we not like? And how do we make it what we want it to be? Um, and kind of for us, that was a little bit lower esters, um, kind of in that like flavor profile, like when you take a sip, um, it's all in the nose. Um, but it's a, I'd say more tamed down doable than most people want, but it's something that we enjoy, um, and we're happy with. So that's the other thing people are really experiencing stuff that me, Billy and Ray really enjoy. Um, and we're really hoping that people enjoy them as well. Um, you know, I, I, um, if you don't, it's Eric's fault. (laughs) (laughs) It was, uh, forever ago when I took a tour of the original Trogues, uh, brewery and john was the john uh trogner was the one giving the tour and he said something almost exactly the same it was slightly different where he said like they don't they don't do focus groups or that that they just they brew the beers they like and they really hope you then said i really hope you guys like them too yep no that's a that's literally a kind of how we approached it since day one um and kind of to take us back just a second um a blessing and a curse with the delayed opening um, for this building uh, was we were actually able to, we got a temporary UNO for the basement. Um, so we originally weren't thinking we were gonna open up with a lot of our beers that were made here. Um, and that actually gave us the ability to brew uh, for a month and have a couple beers ready right when we opened. Um, and that was a cool experience to be a part of too. You so. didn't have to rely on contract brewing. Exactly. It was very limited, and then we did a um, a couple. Cla- I don't know if anybody's followed our social media throughout the our short existence, but um, right at the beginning, like through the summer or late summer, we tried to do a bunch of collabs with people. Um, so we did Manor Hill, Oliver's, Silver Branch, um, um, uh, Hysteria. That's the H Brewery that I was thinking about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Where um, 
Yep, we're at DACA. Um, and then we're kind of have plans, and we've talked to some people about um, doing some other ones here soon. So that's another thing. We like to get out, collaborate with people, see what other breweries are doing. Um, we kind of hope someday some people reach out to us. And it's a fun day of drinking. Exactly. Yeah. Not much work involved, but... <laughs> it's... um. That that's a cool and great way for breweries to get their name out now before they open. There's some I think pretty much everyone has been doing that. We're like leading uh, sometimes a year or two before open. You're like well aware of this brewery because they've done so many collaborations with the existing breweries you already follow. Yeah, that's one we missed. Uh, <laughs> we did Brewery Fire before we oh, yeah. we ha- didn't even have our license. Yeah, we any of even our a license yet. <laughs> So. Yeah, no, and also shout out to all those breweries because you guys really helped us out. So thank you. <laughs> and uh, it's very recently, although I mean it's very recently just opened, but even more recently you had your first uh, canned products, right? Yeah, the, uh, our first canned products were released yesterday. So, okay, mm-hmm. so very, very, very recently. And then again in like the breweries helping everybody out, um, that was made possible because of Silver Branch. Um, I kind of, cause I operated that line while I was there, um, kind of reached out to them about the possibility of doing that. And they kind of arms wide open. Yeah. Come and do it. Uh, you just gotta, you just gotta run it, but yeah. we're, you're <laughs> definitely willing to, and they barely charge us anything. So it's, you know, they totally helped us out. And that was a big, big thing that our community wanted. Um, yeah. we're trying to hopefully in a month or two, um, have a crowler machine here, um, kind of waiting on getting that license rolling much Um, thanks to old mother too because we're purchasing their old one it's crazy though like how um you know people were fine with growlers and then crowlers came to be and then no one wanted anything to do with growlers anymore crowlers were all they wanted and then because of covid with so many breweries forced to can that never did and didn't have any plans to it's like now the consumer almost like we want nothing to do with crowlers we just want four packs of of cans a little bit more of an a, a bigger cost than a crowler machine for a can yeah, of mine but just, yeah. just we'll, we'll, we, we do have plans yeah. of getting there one day um this is kind of just gonna be a backstop to yeah. help us kind of was just how quickly um we get spoiled by what uh, what's available everywhere like it's just because of covid forcing breweries to rapidly move their timeline up of when they had or even if they may never even have had plans of canning beer but had to to be able to survive that it like it it's kind of almost become the expectation that every brewery is going to have a canned product yep getting cans in was huge for us so that was a big step this week yeah Really happy with how that went, and um, hopefully the people like taking four packs home. From what I read, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is is that the next big plan that you guys have? Would be to get your own canning line, or are there other things you want to do first before getting there? Pay the debt back that we owe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, major purchases, it's probably a canning line mm-hmm. of some kind. We'll probably get a small one. Um, like a gosling, like yeah, a tabletop. Like, yeah, we've talked to Wild Goose about the gosling. That that seems to be uh, the one that's leading the pack on yeah. uh, that front. 
Um, There's a lot of people that have them locally too that you can get help from if yeah. you need it, which is almost inevitable, it seems, with the canning line. <laughs> <laughs> They are a bit of a maintenance yeah. headache, I guess. But uh, this is the, a whole ton of moving parts that have sl- very slim tolerances. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and like the the and also so the business model that uh, Ray and Billy created here too. We're actually um, so like the day that we do get a canning line. I know some people might have in their mind, oh, I'm going to be able to get it in any package store kind of thing. Um, even come that day, we're still going to focus on a lot of our product being sold through here. Um, yes, where we will sit, probably work with some beer and wine stores yeah. um, and some restaurants that we definitely want to get some of our kegs into. Um, I think most of our product we plan to, we want people to come and experience a beer here. Um, so that's kind of the focus is to bring people here. And, and I think you that. guys are perfectly set up for that too. Yeah. Like it, the location, everything about this location and this building is very inviting for people to just come here instead yeah, come of having to, to worry about. And I mean, it's definitely, it's, there's enough people who live close and are rapidly developing <laughs> this entire area. Yeah. Uh, Mount Airy has turned out in force to support us. And that's one thing about this community. They love their local, yeah. What whether it's a restaurant or a brewery or, you know, the plumbing shop across the street, they are, they show up to support them. Yeah. Are you guys all Maryland natives? Did you grow up yep. in this yep. area? Yep. Yep. Um, what uh, do you have any kind of regular events or things that you do at the brewery? Every Wednesday is trivia night. Um, Thursdays right now are beer bingo. Uh, what is beer bingo? So beer bingo is it just is bingo while drinking beer. Or is there- kinda, but the <laughs> prizes are beer. Okay. And uh, or sometimes merch. Um, and it's free to play, seven to nine on Thursdays. It's, it's just for fun. Yeah, uh, I might enjoy it more than the customers do. <laughs> also running open mic nights, maybe once a month. Once a month to start. I'd like to do it every week eventually, but we'll have to. We have to find a day to do that. Where do people stay up to date with liquidity Aleworks? Our social media, uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram, uh, TikTok. We also do our website at liquidityaleworks.com. And is it just Liquidity Aleworks on Facebook and, and, in, and Instagram. Instagram? We're on Twitter, too, but I've never done anything with that. I don't think anyone other than beard journalists use Twitter. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> Elon Musk might shut us down. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. There aren't there aren't very many breweries that dedicate any time to to Twitter. It's not really like where beer is. I mean, it's definitely Instagram is definitely the most important social media for beer. I think. And we've definitely been working on that that one particularly. Uh, I am not as familiar with it, so I've asked Eric to help with some of that. You guys want to answer some stupid questions? Yeah, Let's that go. sounds like a lot of fun. Love to. <laughs> Who would win in a battle between a ninja and a pirate? I mean, I think you have to go ninja, don't you? I'm going pirate. He's probably got a gun. That's what I was thinking. Pirate's got a gun. Billy's the only one that's wrong. (laughs) Um, It's absolutely a pirate. I mean, I I would root root for the pirate, but I think the ninja would win. No, the pirate would definitely win. Stabby in the back. (laughs) 
does pineapple belong on a pizza? Absolutely no. not. Yes. No. 100%. We had, we had this the other day. We had to get two pizzas because we got a uh, we got a pepperoni and bacon and then other ridiculous people wanted pineapple and ham. Yep. Huge fan of the Hawaiian. <sighs> oh, yeah. Pineapple has no business being on a pizza. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. Cooked <laughs> pineapple is delicious. I mean, you can cook it. Just don't put it on a pizza. <laughs> Do you wash apples before eating them? Yes. Yes. Also, yes. You guys are in the minority. Like, actually wash them with, like, water and then... Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, oh, just like, run them underwater. Yeah, I, all I, I do is just run it under some water, and I know it does absolutely <laughs> nothing, but hey. My mother ingrained in me when I was a kid that if you do not wash off your produce, you are going to die if you eat Instantly. that. Instantly. It's 100% <laughs> true. That's exactly why you I do will it. Fall You will dead. fall down dead <laughs> so in, you, on the kitchen floor. You're supposed to get like Dawn dish soap and uh, scrub her down. I mean, I wipe Ew, it on I my. Hope not. <laughs> that, that, I hope not. Right. I rub it on my shirt. No, okay. <laughs> Shine that. I, apple. I mean, but I do. I do tell my kids that they better <laughs> wash them or they're going to get sick. <laughs> Just don't do as I say. <laughs> I mean, don't do as I do. Just do what I say. It's exactly. all organic now, right? I mean, they, they don't spray. <laughs> no, not at all. Um. Name the best fast food French fries. Defend your answer. Oh, McDonald's. Chick-fil-A. That's bold, but are acceptable. You, are you insane? Dude, I love the waffle <laughs> fries, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're great, but McDonald's. Yeah. Hands down. Ugh, I made too many of them. I No. Mm. Did you work at McDonald's? I did. I've never worked in any kind of hospitality job. Don't. <laughs> I, I have no plans to unless it's the only way it, the only way I ever would is if that is what's between me and homelessness. <laughs> I worked at a Buffalo Wild Wings once. I won't tell any stories about it. McDonald's <laughs> is a lot of fun as a 15 year old. Yeah, I can't. But now, no. <laughs> also haven't eaten their food since I worked there. <laughs> what is the best color of Starburst? Pink. Red. I like, I like all of them. I'll even put two in my mouth at one time. You're a maniac. Maybe. Dude, but what, <laughs> what kinds? Oh, all of them. You don't care? You, sh- you, should, do orange together. you should do the yellow and the pink together. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it'd be like, oh, like strawberry, a lem- lemonade. strawberry lemonade. I can oh, see it's that. it's so good. Well, have you had the all reds pack? Oh, yeah. Those, Those are, are where it's pink and red. No, the Those all are pink's amazing. better. Yeah. I do love me some pink. Starburst. My kids don't eat certain colors so they just leave them for me like and yellow like, and orange yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty much the worst ones but like i i still, still like them so whatever <laughs> name a famous person you would love to meet leonardo dicaprio i'm a leo fan i don't know he's have been his <laughs> movies are amazing Haley williams from paramore Ooh. that's a, that's a good choice uh, this is not something I was prepared for. <laughs> um, it's gonna be a rock band. Come on, dude. It's, it was definitely like I'm going through beautiful movie Robert star. Plant. Go. <laughs> oh, can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Portman. What would the title of your biography be? And he drank too much. <laughs> Where's my beer? 
I'm not good with coming up with these kind of stuff. So that's an awful name for I a know. book. It's, it's yeah, it's not, that doesn't work. <laughs> Eric's not the name guy. Yeah, no name. No, any beer names were not created by me. I'll tell you that. If you were, Eric would be Tale of Fuggles. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a wrestler, what would your walkout music be? That, let's get it started in here song. <laughs> Probably do that one. It's got to be something by Taylor Swift. Or Back in Black. I could do that, too. <laughs> I want to go like old school 50 Cent, like in the club or something like that. It would have to be. That would work. Yeah. And Billy, you want anything Anything Taylor anything Swift? Anything Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> You're going to wrestle to Taylor Swift? Well, isn't that how everybody does it? <laughs> I think so. That, yeah. That's yeah, we don't need to know. Next question. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? A brewer. Liar. <laughs> I think I started out being a baseball player, and then I quit baseball early, so that didn't work out for me. <laughs> Rock star. <laughs> if Billy you were, still wants to be a rock star, by the way. That is true. I would, I would drop this in a heartbeat if I was a rock star. <laughs> if you were a Spice Girl, what would your name be? Ray's got to name me. Flatulent Spice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Billy, that's your name. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that's, that's really concerning. Um, <laughs> stupid. Stupid Spice? Is that for Eric or that's yours? No, that's, that's me. <laughs> Maybe I'm stupid one and Eric's stupid two. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, let's do one more. Let me find one good one to end with. Uh, it is the season. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. No. This was a debate that was had yesterday, and the conclusion to that debate was yes, because Die Hard is during the christmas season apparently takes place during the christmas season so i'm gonna say yes it's at a christmas party yeah exactly i'm I'm gonna go with yes well anything to stay away from the traditional christmas movies i will say yes (laughs) (laughs) do you have you seen the new christmas story no (sighs) part of it i guess you did not like it (laughs) Uh, no it was it was hard for me to watch i'll put it that way now i'm curious ruining your childhood i mean if you want to Watch a movie that has constant voiceovering. Uh, no. This is your movie. I'm okay. But he talks all the time in a well, voiceover. You're like, oh my God. Well, Even <laughs> little Ralph, he didn't talk that much. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen 8 Bit Christmas? Oh, no. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a great. It was kind of like the modern day Christmas story but with Neil Patrick Harris as the main character. Okay. That, that, that one's actually worth watching. Christmas Story 2, or whatever they called it, was kind of disappointing. I need like a Lego movie Christmas. Because those are always hilarious. Those would be Muppet good. Muppet Christmas Carol? I'm, I'm down with that one. I like that one quite a bit. <laughs> Mickey's Christmas guy. On that note, uh, thank you gentlemen for thank having you. me out to the brewery uh, and telling me your story. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. 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 The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. 
Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.